What's up, everybody? It's Jamia Daniels back with another episode of First of All, the podcast. Today, I've got my dynamic, uh, distinguished, um, delightful. Uh, I was looking for some more words that start with D, but the only thing I got left is delicious, and that's inappropriate. Wow. Um, so I've got my big brother here. <laughs> I've got Javon Brooks on the mic. And he's gonna he's gonna kick it with me today. Say what's up, Javon. What's good, people? Yeah. So I got my big bro here. We're gonna talk a little bit. Appreciate you coming through, man. Thanks for inviting me. Hopping on with me. I appreciate that, dude. Of course. And uh Javon, he's um he's also a uh musician, a rapper, if you will, by the name of Pangea. So how did Pangea come about? Um, so Basically, when I was in seventh grade, this is kind of dark, low-key. I'm just, just had just a disclaimer. So when I was in seventh grade, you know, I was just going through a lot mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And it was so bad to the point where, like, you know, I thought, you know what I'm saying, maybe I don't, maybe I don't want to be here no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I thought about, you know, just, just seeing God early. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I decided not to something... You know, I think God spoke to me. It's just like, no, it's not your time yet. You meant for for great things. He spoke to me. And um, since then, I just kind of looked at it like, you know, instead of allowing my entire world to break apart, I chose to keep it together. So that's where Pangea came about because Pangea, for those who don't know, is the supercontinent where all the um, continents are munched together before they separated. So that's where that came from. Wow. I actually never knew that. What? I could have sworn I said that. No. no. I don't oh. think so. I don't think we ever really had that that conversation. I knew that you were going through some stuff, like when we were younger and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty. It's it's evolved over time too. Like it means a lot of different things now. But um, that's where the the basic premise of it came from. So. Wow. Well, I for one am really happy that you're still here. Thanks. Me too. Yeah. Cause yeah. Anyway, um, I love you. Love you more. And all right. So today we're gonna get into what we call the dreamer episode. So we're just going to talk about kind of dreams, goals, aspirations, um, what they looked like, what they look like, and what they're looking like, if you know what I mean. Period. So we're going to start off with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this space and opportunity. We thank you for guarding our hearts, minds, and our mouths as we indulge in conversation that will touch somebody's life. We thank you for focus and grace as we keep you, first of all, glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Boom, boom. Okay, so when people talk about dreams, aspirations, um, all that kind of stuff, what exactly do you think, like, a dream really is? Like, what are dreams? I guess I feel like it's something that, that keeps people waking up in the morning, something they look forward to, something that makes them genuinely happy, that they're passionate about. It's kind of like love, you know what I mean, in, in the same fashion, except it's like something that you can't really, that's more tangible, or more intangible, rather. Mm-hmm. It's something that you you can constantly pursue every day. Yeah. So what, it's it's something that, like, kind of keeps you going. Yeah. Like, what keeps you going? Yeah, it could be something that keeps you going when, when life isn't going, you know, it's going in different directions um, in other aspects of your life, like maybe your rent is due and you don't have enough money for it or maybe you're not sure how you're going to pay all your bills that day or maybe you're not sure like if your family's going to survive something you know what I mean like your dream could be something that motivates you to keep you going and especially if you know it's going to pay you too mm-hmm. you know it's something that keeps you going to work even harder at it because you want to make it happen for you and whoever you 
want it to happen for. For sure. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think it's like, you know, like you like you said, that thing that keeps you going, what motivates you to work harder um, and do better and be better and seeing what you need to do to get there. So um, what is something that you're willing to do to achieve your dream? I mean, most people, if, you, if you're if you passionate enough about it, you're willing to do almost anything. I mean, you... In my mind, you, I'm willing to do anything as long as it doesn't compromise my morals, values, or my family. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. If it's anything else, you know what I mean? If I have to be um, a garbage truck driver for, you know, 10, 15 years, if I have to, you know, shovel elephant poop mm-hmm. or whatever to make it happen, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's those type of sacrifices, you know, that you have to make, that you have to be willing to do because... In order to get where you've never been before, you have to be able to do things you've never done. Yeah. And I think I heard that on one of your podcasts before. Period. And it, like, really stuck with me because I was just like, man, that's that's so true. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you create legacy. You got to continue to stretch yourself and push yourself past your comfort zone um, in order to get to where you really want to be in life. Because if you just stay comfortable, you're just going to stay stagnant. Period. Yeah. You can't, you can't get anywhere if you're running in place. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, I don't know, like, if they, I feel like a lot of people kind of live life running on a treadmill as opposed to just, like, going for it. You know what I mean? Just kind of, like, you feel like you're doing stuff or you're doing stuff to keep yourself in the same spot. And, like, sometimes you can run yourself ragged by, like, turning up that speed and, like, you're still going, you're going, like, you know, four, five, six, seven miles per hour, eight miles per hour on that treadmill, and you feel like you're going faster and you're going further, but you're literally in the same place because of different actions and stuff that you're taking um, in life that's not moving you forward, but it's just keeping you in that same spot. And that can be applicable to really anything in life. That could be applicable to your goals um, in terms of your family, in terms of your career, in terms of your relationships, Um with others and and all of that it can be it can be something that's really intertwined with all of it but what what was something um what was one of your dreams that you had like that has evolved oh that's a good question because i was gonna be like wow well as far as dreams in general i had a lot but um <laughs> every time i dream that evolved i guess just being a writer like i always knew i wanted to be creative in something i just didn't know exactly how i wanted to go about it so should I just start from, like, what I wanted to do in general? And it kind of, like, all comes together. Or should I just... What do you think? Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, just start from the... So growing up, I originally wanted to be a cartoonist. Like, oh, when I was a kid. Like, I, I wanted I to... Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to draw, like, really bad. And I, like, was drawing... I probably was drawing up until, like, sophomore year of high school. And then, I don't know, I guess I just lost the passion for it because... I just wasn't, like, I wish I would have, like, taken classes and stuff for it. I would, I'd probably still be doing it, but I just, like, never really put in the time and effort to really become the artist that I wanted to be, you know what I mean? So I kind of was just like, you know what, I can, like, I can work with people who want to, you know, create you know, art and all that stuff. So from then on, then it evolved into uh, video game design. I wanted to be a video game designer mm. with uh, my friends. We were going to be like, yeah, we're going to start a whole company. We're going to do, you know, this and that. Like, we're going to have our own games. We even came up with some names. Um, I think I had one that was like cold black or something like that because we were all black. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We had some really bad names. <laughs> I don't even remember the Come other on, ones. Cold black. Cold period. black. It just it, it sounded cool at the time. It's still kind of, kind of cool, but now in this day and age, I don't know. <laughs> but 
from then on, um, I wanted to be a psychologist because I just really mm-hmm. was fascinated by the brain and how people be people's behaviors worked and, and all that stuff. And then, then it kind of shifted to psychiatry because you get paid more to just, to, you know, prescribe some some medicine to people. Mm-hmm. So it evolved into that. And then, then I was like, you know what? This is fascinating. I'm interested in it, but it's not really what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I knew I loved sports, particularly basketball. So um, I love watching First Take every day. So that's how I got into um, wanting to be a sports journalist because I love, like, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman and... Um, back then it was Skip Bayless, but yeah, so I was just like, that's what I want to do now. And it was that was actually cool for a minute. And then like once I started taking journalism classes after my prerequisites, I was like, I don't think I have the personality for this. Yeah. Like you gotta be they wanted you like waiting outside people's houses and trying to get oh, interviews mm-hmm. and just doing things like, Yes, you have to get out of your comfort zone, but like that's I'm not gonna stop nobody. Somebody else's comfort just to get a just point. to get a, a maybe a scoop. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I need, I need to eat a whole bowl of ice cream, you <laughs> feel me? So I was like, nah, I'm good on that. So then uh, from then on, I knew I wanted, like I said, I knew I wanted to write. So that's kind of how I got into creative writing. I took a, a fiction class uh, just to see if I would like it. And man, I just like fell all the way in love with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I love creating worlds and fantasies and, and art and all that different type of stuff. And that's yeah. when I was like, yeah, this is, this is it right here. And I had already been like pursuing music just kind of like sort of for fun, but then I was starting to get more serious because it was starting to get a little bit of traction and people were giving me validation, you know, telling me I was talented and stuff and all that. And that kind of made me want to do it more. So in the midst of learning how to become an a actual writer, like a published writer, I was also pursuing music as well. Awesome. That's dope. That's it's crazy because I remember, I remember your when you used to do like your drawings and stuff and how you would make them comic book style and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I I remember I can picture exactly what they look like now. And I feel like if you were to turn that into an anime, like a black anime or something, like from where you had it before, it would still be dope. It's crazy you say that because that's actually like the goal. Like I have a whole storyline written for you know black anime characters and they're all based off like my friends and family like their personalities am i in there yeah yeah everybody's in there it's crazy it's crazy i'll tell you about it later i'm not gonna put it on here but okay great yeah that means i'm a main character it's one i right now thanks it's gonna be fire it's gonna be great (laughs) like i'm looking forward to it and um it's also like one to say real quickly it also got me into just film in general like multimedia type stuff as well so i just want to dibble and dabble on all that like because i got inspired by, you know, people like Donald Glover, who is Childish Gambino, and Michael B. Jordan, and um, Denzel. And, like, these people are all acting, writing. Mm-hmm. Will Smith, who, you know, used to rap, and now he's an actor and all that stuff. So, yeah. like, Jamie Foxx, who's probably my favorite entertainer of all time. So okay. it's like, seeing these guys and these, you know, black men do great things creatively, is just like, okay, well, if they're paving the way, like, what, who would I be not to try to walk in that path as well? Yeah, exactly. Which is dope, and I just it, it's it's crazy because you don't have a lot of um, people that look like us that are in those types of fields, and it's being it's the world is changing now and it's evolving, so it's like now is the time to kind of hop into that exactly and really go in full speed, full force. But I think it's dope that that's how you started, and I think you still really could be super successful in that. And um, it's crazy that you wanted to be a psychologist because I wanted to be a psychologist, and that's what <laughs> I went to school for originally was psychology. I was starting to get my psychology degree, and then I eventually um, discovered how much I loved, um, like, AV, like anything that was, like, audiovisual mm. type stuff. Okay. Love that kind of stuff. So I've wanted to be, like, in producing so originally i wanted to well 
if you want to go all the way back when I was like little, little, all I was the way like, back. I'm trying to be a doctor because I knew they made money. But then I started getting into Paper. these math classes and these science classes, and I said, sis, y'all just going to have to let somebody else handle that. So <laughs> I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, and then eventually I wanted to be like an actress or, um, yeah, just like an actress and stuff. And I, I loved acting. I loved like being on stage and like performing and stuff like that. And so I was like acting is, is the thing for me. And I really did want to pursue that, but, you know, stuff just didn't, pan out that way and it kind of just was like if it ever happens it happens but it's not like I don't know that's like a that's like a big 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 old dream kind of thing you know what I mean like you feel like it's like a pipeline or yeah I guess so like it's not something I think is super realistic um and I don't know if that was something I would actually pursue but it's something that I would absolutely love doing for sure hey man I heard some I think it was Solomon actually that told me it he said that if your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. You feel me? Okay. So you got to you gotta just go for it. It's not about if you can make it happen. It's how can you make it happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think I always said that you would be, you're like, you're, you're freaking hilarious and that you need to be in film somehow. Like, you don't need to be behind a camera. You got too big of a personality. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you always, like, you are the... You're the you can do whatever you want to do as long as you you know decide to go go for it and people will love you in the film industry and all that like you just be I think you just need to go for it and you know start off small don't expect too much like if you look at um I think her name is Angela Lewis mm -hmm. um she has like she said she has over two hundred and sixty three film credits two hundred sixty three now mind you she is in her sixties but like the fact that she started around our age. You know what I mean? And now, like, she's been in huge movies like The Wedding Ringer. She was in Fresh Prince for a while. You know who that is? The lady who played, like, the, the auntie, uh, one of the one of Will's aunties or whatever. Mm -hmm. She was crazy. She was also Tony's mom and girlfriends. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, yeah, so yeah. she has, like, crazy amount of filming credits yeah. and stuff. And she's kind of known as, like, everybody's mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's, but, like, like, Hollywood's auntie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but she... Some people are cool, like, being, like, sort of typecasted or whatever, but, like, I wouldn't even necessarily say she's typecasted because she's done a lot of different roles. Yeah. But um, the point is, like, she started off small. We would have never known that, you know, had I not seen that video yeah. or whatever her talking about it. So, I mean, it's not about... You always want to... You start small, and then you kind of just focus on, you know falling in love with the process. Yeah. And the more you fall in love with the process, the it'll make the results come faster. They'll come yeah. on their own. You know yeah. what I mean? That's something that I'm learning every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, for example, I want to release a project this year or whatever. So my thought process was, well, I need to write... It could be something small. I just want to write four bars um, every single day. So I was writing four bars every single day, and after three months, my project was finished. Wow. So you're not thinking about that first initial four bars. Yeah, that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about the other end, you know what I mean, of it where you're going to be at the end of it. You're yeah. getting 1% better every single day. That's crazy. First of all, you better come out here and preach, about it. <laughs> Number one, you're out here. Finna, like I said before, I'll collect this offer and I'm putting my little cash up I, here. I get, I get it from my pops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to be no preacher, but, you know, <laughs> I, get, I get it. We always got to make that disclaimer because, like, as PKs, like, as preacher's kids, we we know that, like, what we say is prayer. And so, like, when we say stuff, yeah. we're like, God, I'm not trying to speak that. I'm just trying to say, you know, so yeah. just for clarification. Like, we're going to encourage people in our own way. Like, we're Jamia with her podcast and her multimedia and, and acting, she will be an actress, let it be known, and one of the greatest ever, period. <laughs> let it be known. You know what I mean? And me with like, you know, all my multimedia stuff and through music and film and things of that nature. So like, you want to, 
work on, I re, I'm reading it in this book called Atomic Habits, like you want to be 1% better every single day. Mm. And that that's how you get to the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? Like the best quote, one of the best quotes I ever heard, it's kind of gross, but that I heard it said, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So literally if you just focus on that every day and don't, it's going to be boring. The grind is going to be boring sometimes, but if you do it every single day, you're going to get there. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the the part that, uh, that scares people is because you like you think of it as this big goal um and it's scary when you think about the end part of it but if you're taking it that one step at a time like you said then it's like it's the little things that help like the same thing like if you're trying to lose weight or something like that it's like okay we'll just start with like taking soda out of your diet just start with that exactly or like, exactly start with like not um eating after a certain time start with that and then you start to see progress and then you start to build up um, your resistance and you start to build up your your stuff and then eventually you get to where you can go. Then you start noticing like, oh, okay, I'm slimming down this shirt a little loose, these pants a little exactly. loose around this little area, child. Exactly. It's like you get a little excited because, you know, you're taking those small steps um, but you're still taking them forward and that's the whole point is that you're still moving forward with these small steps because when you look at it as this huge big goal and you're like, this seems like it's a little too big for me to actually get too, then it's like you don't see them as small steps. You don't see it as a small thing that you can actually achieve. You see it as this huge thing with all of the the cons. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And like truthfully, like I still do think that being an actress is like the dream, but I also love being behind the camera. I do. I love being behind the camera. I love being behind the scenes, knowing what's happening behind the scenes. And to be completely honest with you, like for the past... How many years has this been? I don't even know. It's been like six or seven or eight. I don't even know. I've, I've been at um, my church in Aurora. It's called Harvest Church. I've been at this church. And I've always been in the production team, right? And so mm-hmm. we do everything audiovisual lighting. And so being in the background has um, really kind of fueled my um, passion for that. That's like one of the few things I am very passionate about is is that in general. And being able to like know how these cameras work, know how... Um, like the lights work, know how what happens on the sound and all that stuff. And I do, I used to say like I wanted to, because um, again, dreams are have evolved over time. And so I used to say, because when, when I was in like sophomore or junior year in college, I had I ended up getting a minor in technical communications because I wanted to be able to learn like camera work and like all that good stuff. And um, I really just, I originally wanted to be like a, TV producer or director for a live TV show. But then after being like in the production ministry at my church, I don't want that anxiety. So I prefer <laughs> to do like I would I would love to produce just a television show. Like I want um or like movies. I just want to be able to be the person who like puts stuff together and then sees it play out. You know what I mean? Sounds like we're gonna be working together. Period. I mean Javon was <laughs> really good at this point. We can set up monthly meetings at this point, bro. bro. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. But like the thing is though, like you could do both you know what I mean yeah, like you yeah. can Denzel like we just was talking about him like he has a lot of people don't realize this dude has directed a bunch of movies yeah. a lot of big movies I can't think of any off the top of my head mm-hmm. but Curry like there's Washington's a lot of movies like yeah Kerry Washington Viola Davis who is like you know what I mean Regina King Let's is a monster Regina King, Regina King is a monster Period. she's so underrated yeah so underrated oh, she's yeah. a monster yeah but yeah like these, there's plenty of people like where they act in it as well as producing as well as directing as well as writing yeah you know what I mean it's just a matter of like how do you want to do that you seem like you want to be behind the camera more than you want to be in front of the camera which is totally great you yeah. know what I mean you could be a producer and a writer and director, or you, if you want to be part of the film crew, 
you know what I mean, more more so. And, like, if you get an opportunity to be in a film or whatever, you can do that. That's yeah. the thing that's great about, you know, whatever dream you want to do because they're all so multifaceted. And it's about, like, you know, how are you going to get there at the end of the day? Yeah. And uh, truthfully, like, it's it's crazy because, like, when I wanted to be, like, an actress when I was a lot younger and stuff, I that was around the time that I... We kind of first met our sister, Olivia. And, like, we were getting into, like, really kind of getting to know Olivia and Dion and all that stuff, and we were growing with them. And Olivia was so into, like, theater and acting and singing and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And I just wanted Still to is. be, like, my sister. I just wanted to be, like, my sister at that point. Because um, she and I were a little bit closer in age at that time. And, like, she just, like, she was, like, the cool kid. She was so smart. She, like, skipped two grades, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I and we were around her a lot, like... Of course, like, my other sister, Ashley, you guys hear me talk about her all the time as well. Um, I wanted to be, like, a mixture of, like, Ashley and Olivia. <laughs> like, <laughs> with Liv just being so good at what she was doing and stuff. Like, we literally go see her, like, in plays and stuff, and she was always the best one on the cast. Like, period. Easily. Like, it, there really was no competition at, at that point. At all. And it was so, always a lead. It really wasn't. Like, and seeing her, like, go through that and her passion and seeing, like, being behind the scenes of that, she would take, like, she took me one time. I think she was in Greece at the time. Either Greece or Ragtime. And I had to go with her to set or something one day, like, at the school. And um, I don't remember why I had to be there, but I remember, like, kind of sitting in the back room and watching everybody, like, go back and forth and, like, do their little thing and get ready and all this stuff. And I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, I really wanted to be into this. And I ended up getting into some musicals at my school and stuff. And my acting, or my, because I was in theater class, and they could tell that, like, I had, they were like, you know, you have something, like, you actually could be really good at this. And then eventually, like, you know, um, I started getting into other stuff and my dream kind of evolved from the actress part of it to being behind the scenes. Like I was saying, like learning how everything works and being, and I realized I love, like I'm, I'm a project person. I like projects, like doing projects because I like to see a beginning and the end. Nice. And so like, I love the idea of producing, like putting stuff together, like coming up with a concept and making that come to life. And I also love bringing something to life. So being both in front of the camera and being behind the camera in that sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so my whole journey on figuring out exactly what I wanted to do brings me kind of to right here because it's weird I haven't been able to really feed that um, dream outside of what I do at church. And a lot of that is because, you know, you still have to have a job. You still have to have, like, be able to pay bills. You still have to be able to do whatever you need to do. And so you get these, like, day jobs and you get this stuff and then you start growing in those. And then the other part kind of seems to start to be minuscule. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really easy to lose focus. Easily, yeah. on, On what your big dreams are, what your big goals are. And then you start to get you know, complacent in the idea of being like, well, you know, I can just move up in this company and then I'll just, you know, it just, it was a pipe dream. It wasn't something that was meant to happen. I can just move up in this company because that's what's attainable. That's what's easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, I definitely, trust me, I get that all the way. You're actually like, as you're saying that, I'm going through like the highlight reel of yeah. my life or whatever of situations that happened to me or whatever. Like when I was living in Alabama, um, my manager really saw a lot of me as far as like being more of a having leadership role. So he he was like trying to train me up to be take over his gig as a mm. store manager and eventually district manager and beyond mm-hmm. at Walgreens. And I was like, I mean, that six figure salary sound crispy, but I was like, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do with my life. You know what yeah. I mean? So I had to figure out where like what is going to pay the bills and what is going to what job is going to help me 
invest in my dream yeah. and invest in what I want to do, which was at that point, it was like heavily music. This was before I really discovered writing. It was heavily music. So, so I can get in the studio, so I can go on tours, so I can do th these different types of things. So what I figured out was there is a middle ground when almost anything, like you can become a, um, like I, I could have became a, a manager. I became a manager and was still working like my 40 hours a week. And when I would go home, I would spend four to six hours on my dream. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't want to go home to, you know, like after working so hard at work or whatever and not work on what you're actually passionate about because that's when you start to lose the passion and the heart for what you really want. And I even found myself like writing little notes while I was at work. Like I would write notes on how it can make something sound better, how it can like this music video can come out, how I could like do better at like my inflections. Like it was all different types of things that would just come to mind or whatever. And being in the midst of school, like doing my schoolwork, like like you find a way when you when you really are trying to improve at something, you find little pockets of ways to like get better at it. Like I found yeah. myself even like while I was at the register, if it's slow, I could literally work on one of my assignments. Like I would keep my schoolwork at the register where people couldn't see it. I would work on it there. Yeah. So like you literally just start to find little pockets of time to where you can make things happen so that way you're optimizing every piece of your, your life. Like that's why I don't really subscribe to the whole notion like there aren't enough hours in the day. Because yeah. if you it's not about there being enough time, it's about how you use it. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? So like I mean it's really just about how you how you delegate everything. And if you once you master that like, you can get there a lot faster. Like, the whole 10,000-hour rule of mastering your craft, like... What is that? It's basically, like, it takes... They say it takes 10,000 hours to master anything in your life. 10,000 hours or 10 years. Mm -hmm. I go by the 10,000-hour rule. But, um, yeah, it's basically, like, spending 10,000 hours to dedicate to whatever spe specific craft um, that you're trying to do. So, for example, if you're trying to master a piano, you got to do 10,000 hours. And, like, so if it's, like, an hour, if you do an hour a day, it's going to take you some years <laughs> to get there, yeah. like, at least 10 years to get there. So it's just one of those things, like, how can you expedite that process? You know what I mean? Like, can you practice three, four times a day? You know what I mean? Like, so people will practice for eight hours a day. That'll get you down to maybe, it may take you three years to master the piano that way. It's just all about how you, how you use your time and what, what, with your free time, how are you going to utilize it? But yeah, which is interesting. I think that if you, if you want something to happen, like if you really want it to happen, you'll make it happen. Yep. You no excuses. I mean? Yeah, you'll really make it happen. But you have to make that decision that this is what I want to do. This is that, and I I want to make this happen. Then you'll do the research. You'll do the you'll do the work. You'll do you'll put the effort in. You'll um you'll prey on it. You'll make it something that can actually be tangible if you really, really want to. And granted, there are there are um, things that happen in life that you can't control. So, like, those are those types of setbacks you just kind of got to work with. You got to bob yeah. and weave and, <laughs> and get through It's going to happen whether you want to or not. So so for people that be like, you know, oh, well, I'm so busy or, like, the, like this, is gonna come, this is coming up. Like, I have these events coming up. I'm like, look, life is going to happen whether you decide to do your dream or not. Yeah. <laughs> so you could either try to figure out a way to do it in the midst of all those things or you can just, you know, give up on it and then, like, have regrets or wishes, shoulda, yeah. coulda, wouldas yeah. later. You it, know what I mean? Exactly. And I've heard, I heard, I think, child, I probably just saw this on Facebook, but I saw something and it was saying, like, um, like, they're saying, like, people will make the excuse, like, oh, well, if I want to do this, then it'll take me three years, like, to get it done and by that time I'll already be 30 and then they're like okay well in 
three years, you're still going to be 30. So exactly. are you going to be 30 with or without what you wanted to do? You know yeah. what I mean? And that's something like, truthfully, I'm just kind of preaching to myself right now. Like it's something that you really just have to, you can't be, you have to do it scared. Because that's my whole thing. Yep. Is that I'm just, I be scared. That's <laughs> I true be talking bravery. a big game. Y'all, I really do. I be out here talking. But I be scared. It's true so. bravery though. Like to me, being like brave is not being fearless. It's not being fearless. It's like pursuing whatever you're trying to pursue in spite of being afraid of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like that, that just from what you just said reminded me of uh this lady that I met or whatever when I was working one day, I was helping her out and she was just printing pictures of her family and she seemed so sad because she was just like, yeah, my friend's graduating from, she's about to be a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, why do you sound sad saying that? She's like, because that's where I thought I was going to be at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was just like, well, does your friend have a family? Mm-hmm. And she was just like, no. She's like, is she married? She's like, no. She's like, does she, you know, have any kids with? She's like, no. But be like, well, you're just in a different point in your life right now. Yeah, you know, God, God decided to give you a family and a marriage and all that stuff first, and you can still pursue, you know, yeah. being a lawyer, being a doctor, whatever you want to be. It's just not, you know, you're just flipping it. So now she's probably in the midst of trying to, yeah, get married and have kids and stuff. Like it's just happening for her later in life. Yeah, you know what I mean. So everybody has their own path to how they're gonna get to where they're gonna get to or whatever. Like, like for example, I graduated from I was able, blessed enough to be able to graduate from college. It took me five and a half years. But, like, I was getting nervous. I was getting, like, kind of sad and discouraged because a lot of my friends graduated on time. Like, they did the whole four-year plan and everything. Mm -hmm. And I had to realize, I was like, dude, like, everybody else had their own plan for how they wanted to get to to where they wanted to get to. It just took me a different way. And in the midst of that, I was able to travel a lot. I was able to work and get money and you know, figure out other things that I was interested in life. You know what I mean? And they're now they're in the process of figuring those things out. Mm-hmm. So everybody has their own path of how they're going to get there. You know, you can't get caught up in what other people are doing. You got to get, you just got to get, excuse me, caught up in your own journey, trusting the process and appreciating the process. Yeah. And I, I completely feel that like seeing, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people. Cause yep. like even just a couple of years ago, I started seeing all of my friends graduate. Like they were all graduating from college, starting to get into their careers and all that stuff. And I was nowhere near that. I wasn't able to graduate um, because I was having issues with financial aid and all this other stuff. So I ended up not being able to go back to school um, until it's it was a whole thing. And so I wasn't able to go back to school. So I was super discouraged because I was just like, yo, like I wish I could have just finished. And that went back to my whole issue with me not being a finisher. And so that kind of just delved deeper into that wound. And when I, but when I think about it now, like I don't know if I would be in the position I'm in now if I would have continued what going like going back to school or like did whatever I was doing previously I wouldn't be where I am now like in this career that I actually do love with with these people in this company that I absolutely love um I don't know if I would have had the same opportunity had I been pursuing something else um of course I don't know what would have happened but I do know that you know I'm I'm going towards the path that I was meant to go towards and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what um my purpose really looks like but I'm still I'm still figuring that out. And it's it's a matter of mixing that with, like like Dad said, like what you are passionate about and like praying on that and then figuring out how you can do that for God's glory and all of that stuff. Exactly. So it's, it's a conglomerate of things. But I do have, uh, I do want to get your opinion on this. So one thing that like, <laughs> one thing I do a lot is I don't tell people what, I'm, what I want to do. Like when I have a vision or like, um, some, like a goal that I have in mind for something or something that I really, really want, I don't tell people about it because 
I think it's that fear of failure part that really, like, you know, gets me. Because then I'm like, if don't nobody know, then I don't know I failed because I didn't tell you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So if I'm like, like at the... Like, if I want to be like, oh, I want to lose this amount of weight or I want to start eating healthy and stuff, then, like, other people can't, quote, unquote, hold me accountable. You know what I mean? Like, they can't be like, oh, Jamia, you out here eating a Snickers bar. You said you wanted to lose weight. Just pick one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me that if you don't know. Right. Like, stuff like that. Or if I'm like, you know, I want to be an actress or I want to be this. I want to be that. And it's especially difficult with my husband because my husband's very much like a... He's a goal-oriented person, but he's one of the people that I know that if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And that that goes with his career as well. Like, if he says he's going to do this, he's going to work his behind off to get there. So my, my question to you, because I really want to get your opinion on this, what do you think is kind of that fine line of stuff like you can tell people or like when you need to move in silence like real Gs do in lasagna? Is that what Lil Wayne said? What? Whatever Lil Wayne said, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, real G's. Oh, yeah, real G's move. Uh, like, yeah, real G's move in silence, like the G, like lasagna or something like that. I don't He's remember like, exactly. Whatever Lil Wayne says. It was. Like it that. was. I feel like if I heard it in, in the song, it'd be fire. There but, <laughs> but to answer your question, like, to me, I'll give you an experience. Like for me, I just tell them what I want to do, and then I just leave the rest behind. Like mm-hmm. I don't like. If I tell somebody I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle, I just tell them I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle and I don't give them any extra details. Yeah. Because that way you don't have to keep up with their day-to-day life. In their minds, it's more of an afterthought than mm-hmm. it is an actual thing that, you know, because you do want to, I think the benefit of telling people your progress is for that accountability that you mentioned. But if you get caught up in like, you know, like just wanting to keep people up with your progress and like on a day where you fail, you get discouraged and all that stuff, and you tell people about it, then you're, one of two things is even going to happen. Either they're going to be like, you need to get it together, you know what I mean, which could make it even worse, or they'll be like, they'll try to encourage you. So I think everybody has their own threshold of comfortability with what they want to say. Yeah. Um, for me, like, I'll just be like, like, for example, like that project I mentioned I'm, I want to do this year, like, this is a project, it's, it's evolved over time, but it's a project I've been wanting to do for a year and a half. Order, but I haven't talked about it because I wasn't sure I was committed to it. Yeah. If I knew I was, if I know, now that I know I'm fully committed to it, I can start talking about it. Yeah. Because now I know that I'm in the process of making it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so if there's like a, I'll give you another example. If there's a music video I want to drop or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not going to go tell people. Yeah, I'm going to do this music video before I even have figured out who the videographer is going to be, before yeah. I figured out timing, prices, before I even, honestly, it'd be best to do it if you, after you record the video, yeah. that way you're like, well, it's already sitting in the vault. Yeah, you know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly, it's exactly. already ready. Like, so yeah, I'm about to drop this music video because it's already done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe after you've made some progress, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. like, look, I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. I've already, I'm already 10 pounds down. Yeah. You know what I mean? That could be like your threshold of being like, okay, I feel comfortable doing this because I'm already in the process of doing it. Yeah. And I think that's like literally exactly like my thought process and stuff. It's like, I'm not telling y'all nothing until I have something <laughs> in the ground. And I think because I've learned from that before, like exactly. I've, I've been in the past where I'd be like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. And then people will ask me later on like, hey, how's, how's this going that you had mentioned like previously? And like, I failed to finish that and so of yep. course I have all this guilt that goes on top of it and it's like a whole thing but I feel like once I 
like if like so for season two of this podcast, I literally didn't tell anybody. Like I told Aaron one day, like, hey, by the way, um, I need the microphone set up so that I can record this on this day. And he was like, Oh, you doing season two? And I'm like, I, you see, you see. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't tell anybody until I'd already had like four episodes recorded. See? And then I just all of a sudden one day was just like, Hey y'all, guess what's happening on January first? Well, she just started dropping them and <laughs> started dropping, dropping them every week up. too. I was like, Man, yeah, she out here. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, because I wanted to do it different than what I did last year. And I wanted it to actually be successful. And I was scared about moving forward. And so, um, like you said, I wanted to wait until I had seed in the ground already in here, moving, shaking and doing what I needed to do before I started talking about what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And so truthfully for me, if I'm completely transparent and honest, I know like the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain and all of that stuff. But Mm -hmm. it terrifies me to write down and talk about the stuff that I want to do because it terrifies me to fail. Yeah, it (laughs) makes it real and it makes me scared to fail. You know what I mean? And people say all the time like failure is so important and like you shouldn't be scared to fail because it's necessary and all that stuff. And I was like, I get that, but also... It's not fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> not like fun really at all. not into that. Yep. So, but I know it's inevitable with certain stuff cuz you have to fail in order to learn, you know what I mean? And yeah. so It's like that that quote, like one of my favorite quotes. I know I keep doing that, but like I just got quotes for days. One of my favorite <laughs> quotes is like um when you start over after me- making a mistake, you're not starting over, you're starting from experience. Period. And like when you think of it like that, you're like, mm-hmm. look, like I know like I look, I touched the hot stove. I burned my hand. Period. I ain't gonna do it. Like I'm a, I ain't gonna touch it this time. I'm just gonna make sure I put the pot on there first. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So now I know I'm gonna do it right this time. It's yeah. the same situation. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? exactly. Which I completely agree. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's people people will go about it, however they want to go about it. Yeah, for sure. But I think that it's so important to like. Because you don't, you also don't want to tell everybody all of the stuff that you're doing because they might, you know, try to discourage you from doing it or they might try to block you from being successful in whatever way that they can. Like stuff like that can happen. And so I think you do have to be selective about who and what you tell. But um, I think eventually it is important to have like an accountability person and like somebody who can hold you, encourage you to keep going and keep doing better. But at the end of the day, you have to be the first person to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to be the first person to tell yourself like, listen, I know this is scary, but we got it. I know this is not something we're used to, but we got it, you know, and and to keep yourself focused and disciplined. and, And some people that comes easy, but some people it really, really, it really doesn't. Like for me, that's not easy. But Okay, so last thing I want to ask you is how how do you how do you plan out your goals? So I know you were saying a little bit at a time before you were saying like, you know, you wrote like four bars a day and then, you know, three months it was like, bet, we done. But like how would you like a generalized, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like outline, a generalized outline of like how to write your goal to achieve it. What does that look like to you? So the simple answer is idea, plan, execute. Period. Right? So, but if I'm going to, in order to, like, describe it best, I have to give you an example. So, like, I have my 2021 goals, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, I think there's 11 on there. And what I did was, a lot of them are just going to happen just because of life experiences. Yeah. But, um... The ones that, like, are something that I have to work toward, like, releasing this project, like, sending my novel out for publishing, things of that nature, um, I had to be calculated, so what I did was I did month by month, what do I want to achieve? So, mm-hmm. for example, I'll be like, okay, so this month I want to have 30 pages written, mm-hmm. right? So that means there's 30, pages, 30 days in this month. 
So I want to write a page a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? For music, again, going back to just writing four bars a day and it'll be done. With my, like, physique goals, for example, I want to gain, let's say I want to gain 12 pounds of muscle this year or whatever. That's a pound of muscle every month or, yeah, every month or a quarter of a muscle every week. Yeah. When you break it down that, I know it seems like a lot of details, but when you break it down that fine-tunedly mm-hmm. and you know, like, I know I have to pay attention to how many calories I'm eating and how, many, how much protein I need. As long as I get focused on the process itself, it makes it like it's easy. Like it's easy to do, but also yeah. easy not to do. Yeah. A quarter pound of muscle is nothing. Like that feels like nothing. But when you compound it over time, over a year, you gain 12 pounds of muscle, you look like a completely different person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's really just about breaking it down to the point where like knowing what the end goal is, but breaking it down to a point to where your daily routine makes it seem like it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So you're like... Be specific. Very specific. And be detailed. Right. It's the same thing. Well, you're, you're, but you're <laughs> right, though. You're right. Like, it's like, you know, if you know there's like, and it seems like a lot of things that I'm trying to do, but like if you go every day, like every day you wake up, you know you're going to brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to shake a shower. Mm-hmm. How about you have it the same mindset about what you're trying to do? Yeah. You know you're going to brush your teeth. You know you're going to take a shower. Mm-hmm. You know you need to write that page every day. That's you know it. you need to read for 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Like, Anybody can find 10 minutes out of their day to read. Yeah. Something inspiring, something, you know, passionate about, just doing something to progress. As long as you, even if you can't get to it, if you feel like you can't get to it for that day, if you have the mindset, like, what can I do to progress my dreams every single day? Even if it's something small as minute as, instead of reading 10 minutes, I read one page. Just say I did something. Yeah. Because it's better to read one page than to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's something I've all, I'm still trying to solidify in my mind and, the biggest two words I'm trying to master this year is discipline and consistency. Yes, yes. I'm going to get that tatted because I need like, I need a customer. Word. Yep. <laughs> but I completely agree. And then another thing, a small thing I would add to that is um, look at people who have done what you want to do and have been successful at it. Exactly. And study, study them. Study them. Study those um, those tendencies, their practices, how what they got to, what they did to get to where you're at or where they're at and understand how that can be applicable for you and take on those same tendencies. Exactly. So yeah, I would completely agree with you. Well, thank you so much, Javon, for coming through. I love you so much. I can't even deal with it. Are you two twin? And literally, he always calls me twin because we're basically the same person. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically, we've got the same kind of... It's it's actually kind of weird. But anyway, um, I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming today. I feel like I personally learned a lot and I got a lot of... Um, new stuff and ideas that I can kind of go through and I appreciate you so much for your encouragement. You Every time I talk to you, every time we like kick it anything, you always encourage me and you always um, leave making me feel better than what I felt before oh, you got there. So. my heart happy. Period. Don't Because you know I'll bust a tear out here. Don't so do it. Just move on. Then I'll do it. Period. But let's go ahead and pray right quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this conversation. We pray that whoever would be listening would be able to take this content and be able to apply it to their life, that they would find revelation um, in what you've spoken through us. Um, We ask that you would continue to allow us to be open, um, to be focused, to be disciplined in the right areas, and that we would keep you, first of all, glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so make sure you guys go ahead and follow my big brother at... Pangea underscore seven on Snapchat, Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram, and Pangea on YouTube.
Yes. And then on Facebook, he's just Javon Brooks, y'all. Yes. Uh, so go ahead and follow him on all of his social media. Follow us at, first of all, the Insta on Instagram. And then make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. And we're also online at busbrow.com forward slash first of all. So um, thank you guys so much for listening today. Make sure you like this, subscribe, leave a, a review, share it with all of your friends and family, and let us know what you think. Also reach out and let us know what you want to hear this season. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Love you and peace out. Peace.